Hello, listeners. This is Dr. Taylor Hartman with Very Best of Living. We're always so happy to have you with us on this journey in life that we're enjoying so much. I'm with my good friend and colleague, Kat Larson. Hi, Kat. Taylor Hartman, you know what? Every time we get to do this, I just love doing these. It's like a highlight of my week and, and month, and it's so fun. It's just so fun. So thank well, you. Well, we have good fun together. I'm so yes. glad that we're able to do this. And I, I feel bad for people that don't have like a fun colleague, someone to really that brings out the fun in them. Yes. And you're one of those that does that for me. Which yes, is always great. Same. Same. You absolutely. Well, I'm so happy to hear that because it's fun. It really is. And yeah. and I do, I've really come to realize that there, well, there's a couple of things. Um, one, there are some people who don't know how to be happy. They really don't understand how that is done. And I've been thinking about that lately with, with other elements of life, like financial uh, skills and uh, mental health. Where do you learn those skills? Where do you learn to have fun? Uh, fortunately, there are some people that are raised in families that valued fun. They would play games together. They would talk. They would, they were, there was not judgment. There was actually fun moments just being together, not comparing themselves. Did you, did you, have you seen people like that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, my kids talk about it all the time. Like people that they hang out with the families right. that, that don't have fun or how quiet, quiet it is compared to our house. Or, and, and, you know, that's not a judgment. Truly, it isn't because I know every, every cult, little family has its culture. But we are, you know, when you're raised with the noise or the fun or the games or the or the, um, right. you know, when you're playing tricks on each other. Yeah. Right. It's, uh, it's different. Yes. The pranks. Yes, and then when the in-laws come in, they're like, what is happening here? <laughs> oh, yes. And, you know, you really don't know. Do you leave the home? like go to college or you, you know, travel or whatever. Right. They, they, oh, not everybody's raised the same way you are. Cause that's all, you know, right. <laughs> you're growing up. So it's funny. We just had Halloween, like Halloween's yes. over. Yeah. And I, it fascinates me. I mean, this whole concept of having fun on one night of the year. And there are so many, first of all, we did not have any trick or treaters this year. Like it was interesting. I don't know whether COVID has done a number on people to where they're not really that, I don't know, huh. excited about going out and about and collecting candy or whatever. Uh, did you have many? Oh, my goodness. We had them lined up. <laughs> oh, my gosh, you did. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay, well, then obviously I'm in an older neighborhood. <laughs> so thank you for making that. Well, wait. Okay, better. wait a minute. What kind of candy? Were you giving out lame candy? Maybe that's the issue. <laughs> oh, trust me. My wife gets the best candy. Like, dollar candy, dollar twenty-five. So yeah. because we have a long walk to come down. That so she's got it. lots of cotton candy and different kinds of things for the kids. And they know that's going to come. But it is a long walk. I will admit that. But even we walked out front. Our yeah. friends do hot chocolate every year. And sit around the campfire they put together and I, and we, we were very few in number this year. We noticed. So interesting. Maybe it's where we are. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It could be. Um, because I do, when you start aging out, you're like, yeah. why are they going to, why would I go there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That may be what's happening. But I did notice that several people I talked to that day, they saw it as a task. And yeah. I had one person say to me, I can't wait for tomorrow. Like they wanted it to be over. Um, a business that I was actually consulting with on right. Halloween, the boss came in with costumes for everyone to put on. 
and oh, had no. everybody dress up. And he came in in this inflated costume, <laughs> like SpongeBob. Oh my gosh, it was hysterical. It was just fun. Passed out dollar candy. Everybody was like, picking and choosing. And it was festive. I mean, it really was very festive and fun. And I, and I love, and he was saying, we need to bring fun back in. COVID has changed things for a lot of people. Yes. And so they don't think in terms of that kind of stuff. I don't think some people think about it, period. Like to them, it is all work, right? Well, do me, yes, I, I, I absolutely agree. And I think it's good. Define in the color code, in your definition, in terms of, so the yellow motive is fun. That's what we're, right. that's what yellows are motivated for. Des- describe that word fun as we're talking about it. Doing something in the moment simply for the sake of doing it. There is no outcome at the end and there's nothing you have to gain to make it worthwhile. The fact that you're doing it, whatever it is, like playing a game, it doesn't matter who wins or loses, if there's money exchanged or not. It's about the moment of playing the game. Okay. So fun is doing what you enjoy doing simply to do it. And that's where a lot of people get very confused. They're like, no, no, there has to be a point. Right. The point is you are enjoying the moment. Right. That's the point. So it's yeah, that's hard. For some people, they have a hard time doing that. They really do. Well, and if you lay over what you just said about the past three years of, of life, it's like, I think, you know, you, you taught us a couple of podcasts ago about, you know, depression is looking back and anxiety is looking forward. I think right. I, I really feel like, you know, looking forward for, for people is hard because, you know, you just, there's no way you can prepare. Like that whole COVID thing took it out of us. Like, oh, there's no way so. you can prepare for it. No. And I do think that learning to adapt in life, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a critical skill, life skill yes. that people need to have. And I, yes. unfortunately, I think the skill of fun is the way of adapting. Okay. I work with these people that are so results driven yes. that the journey is miserable. Like all they can think about is, is, how they can get through something. I talked to a man just the other day who said, I have been so fear-based my whole life that I would go bankrupt, that all I focused on was making money. And I destroyed my family. No one liked to be around me, but I was not at all fun. That was a waste of my time. And then I had a woman, I love this. She's so great. She's red. And she goes, the kid I struggle with most is uh, my daughter. And I said, describe your daughter. She goes, well, she's yellow. Okay. And she primps. It's all about like nails and hair and the right outfit. And I said, Oh my gosh, you just explained to me your problem. She said, What? I said, She's a waste of time. That's all you just told me. She is a waste of time. And, and I love this woman. And she said, well, The reason she brought it up was because I want to get close to her. I said, Well, good luck with that one. You're going to get close to a waste of time. That's what you're going to do. And you're not going to do very good. Because she'll know she's a waste of time, number one, and she'll know that you do not value her. So this poor red woman who's all about productive and get things done, take care of business, I want the best for everybody, has now got to rethink how she has evaluated fun. Wow. Instead of saying it's worthless, she has to evaluate, perhaps I have never learned to value it because of what is important to me. But she did say, which I loved about her, my daughter is important to me. Therefore, I need to adjust. Isn't that cool? That's amazing. I think that 
journey on anything, uh, you know, a red trying to go deep emotionally and, you know, spend hours chatting or be vulnerable. Blue being vulnerable or a blue trying to be just, you know, like uh, silent, <laughs> like, you know, more like a white. I mean, I think right. any of the journeys are or so non judgmental. Yes. Anytime you switch out of your core, it is difficult. There's no question. And our next one, we're going to talk about that because I'm going to talk about discipline and how that's the, the critical element of good mental health. So, yes, absolutely adapting in life is difficult to do. But it's interesting with Halloween. And now we have Thanksgiving coming and Hanukkah, Christmas, New Year's. These great holidays are coming. Yeah. And I'm thinking of people that are all stressing, like they're miserable about it. Yeah. And of course, sorry, you're not married to my wife because she absolutely loved every second of it. Like <laughs> putting things up. Fortunately, she, she was working on the Christmas tree today and it fell on her, literally missed her by three inches. <gasps> and, and that was kind of a frightening moment, but she's got it all taken care of. That's how she is. Um, but the, the truth is she loves the decorating, the gift giving, the thinking about that kind of stuff. Whereas to her, it's not a task. It's an opportunity. But yes. I think a lot of people look at it as, oh my gosh, I can't stand my sister and I'm going to be with her. Or if we have to see that family one more time and eat that same kind of turkey, I'm just going to be miserable with what it is. And they get this, the lack of ability to enjoy the activity of being with people, caring about people, enjoying the festivities. That disappoints me in them. It takes away the responsibility <laughs> for finding fun on the journey. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, my husband, he was raised in a absolutely joyless home right. with his mother right. and father. So the first Christmas we're together, it's like, you know, I had him go get me a tree. So we live in Las Vegas at the time. <laughs> and he comes yeah. back, he comes back with a very small juniper shrub that he had cut out in the middle of somewhere. And I'm like, Okay. I just say anything. And so then I'm, you know, he walks in one day after work and we're in this little apartment. He's like, I like got the Christmas music on and, you know, and I'm yeah. baking and I'm And he's like, he's standing there and really Taylor, he just got like, this is too much. Yeah. Over I mean, much. Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. I'm like, dude, I don't know if we can be together. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, like, you don't do Christmas. <laughs> It's we so obviously sad because, are, but. well, and he obviously adapted, right? To enjoy oh, that, yes. but also because he loves you, right? Oh, yes, yes. But, but it is interesting to me. I, I just want our listeners to think about the holidays this year. Like, adjust. Learn to enjoy even the craziness of things. Like when things go wrong, honestly, on vacations or whatever, those are the things you talk about the rest of your life. The things that, that didn't true? happen exactly like they were supposed to, right? Yes. So I think it's important that we think about, are we inviting fun for the holidays or do we look at it as a stressor? And then, of course, we don't take ownership for it. We don't say, I'm the one. My attitude is the one that made it a bad experience. We don't do that. We actually take ownership only of blaming the holiday that was imposed on us. So I would like to suggest that Halloween was a kickoff. And if you struggled through that one, you have some redemption coming. Like, I want you to think about something you could do to make uh, Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, and Christmas more special, and then New Year's Eve. Now, now we all know my story about pancakes on the roof. Right? right. So the truth is, it doesn't matter whether you do that at 8 o'clock and you call it 12 or whatever, but you have to do fun things. You can't just 
ignore them and then complain about it being the holiday fault that you didn't have a good time. It's because you didn't choose to embrace the fun. Can I ask a question? Yes, it's fair. I have a quick question. Um, So when, when somebody's sitting there and it doesn't feel natural or right to partake in the fun or they, they struggle to get excited about, or they struggle to see the point, what's the steps? Because like, I think you can say, okay, I'm going to look at this and be fun. And you get in the middle of it. And then pretty soon you kind of feel like this, that, you know, like I'm faking my way through this. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, what would you say to somebody? It's like, okay, how do I approach this in a way that you're going to feel this, do this. (laughs) Okay. Number one, stop making it about you. It's not all about you. That's the first thing you need to do. Stop focusing inward. Right. Start saying number two, be curious. What is it that makes these people have such a good time? Or why is it okay for them not to be having fun? Like, be curious about what's going on around you. And mm-hmm. number three, ask questions. Like, put it out there. Like, let people share with you their perspective with what you're experiencing. Don't just go inward and believe your own truth as though that is the truth. Because it's not. Right? Oh, so That's good. That's what I would recommend to people. And, and so simple. It's not difficult. It really isn't. It's just that when people get stuck on them, they miss the entire process of having fun. That's just not what it's about. It's enjoying. Like, remember I say, I do these retreats and we do, we play um, the game where you guess movies and whatever. Oh, um, like, yeah. Like um, charades. 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 And the whites would say to me, that was the worst part. It's because they're so about <laughs> themselves embarrassed. They're going to look stupid. Well, of course you're going to look stupid. That's the idea behind charades, right? <laughs> so, so that's a good example of when somebody gets caught up within themselves and therefore they make it, they project out this is not fun because they are so self-absorbed. They can't see the point is to enjoy, not to make it about yourself. That, so that's what I would suggest. Number one, okay. right? Yes. What you're going to do is you are going to get outside of yourself. Stop making it about you. All right. Number two, be curious, like ask yourself, why do you think we do that tradition or why, where did that come from? Right. And number three, ask questions, like ask people what they're feeling, what they're thinking, tell them what you're thinking and feeling, share in the dialogue. Okay. Yes. I just wrote that down. I'll give it to Paco when he walks in the door. Um, No, no. I'm glad you asked that because people need tools. I'm so aware of this. I just finished this book that I really enjoyed very much. And I'm doing a training in it right now on conversations that are difficult. And how do you, how do you crucial conversations? How do you have those? Uh, And I realized there are people that do not have tools to get things done. And I was thinking about this. We were recently in a meeting and and one of the um, Hispanic members said, we're not taught about fiscal responsibility or options. So we don't learn. We don't even know the questions to ask about that. And I was listening to that. I thought, you know what? That's a great point. We assume yeah. everybody gets trained in how to invest money or make money and put it away or save it. We assume that, right? But I think the vast majority don't have those skills in any culture, let alone his culture. And so that was, it took me one step further. I started thinking about mental health. And how mental health, honestly, it's ironic to me. Where do you learn about mental health? 
Like, where is it that you're taught that? Yes. So when I'm growing up, nobody had anxiety and no one had depression. Now, some did, right? Yeah. But we didn't go there. In fact, it was almost embarrassing to go see a shrink. That meant something was wrong with you. Right. Today, everybody has anxiety and depression. I'm like, wait a minute. Now, this is nonsense. First of all, just so all of our listeners understand, not everybody has anxiety and depression. Right. Don't start that rumor. So they're all feeling like, well, no wonder we have it. Everybody has it. No, right. no, no, that's not true. Uh, there are those of us that don't live in either one of those. And there are many people that maybe sporadically go there, but they don't live in it day to day. On the other hand, there was a very, very a strong reality that for many years when I was growing up, I dealt with people that could never even identify because we didn't even discuss it. So I think learning what good mental health is, mm-hmm. like what are the principles of that? And I think we'll probably do a podcast on that. That'd be a good thing. Um, yes. What does it look like to have really good mental health? And how do you, what are the tools you need? And one of them I just shared in this podcast, get over yourself. yourself. You're not that interesting. I'm sorry, but you're not. Nobody really is, quite frankly. So make it about others. Be curious and interested in them and the situation that you might be in. Don't make it about yourself at your own expense. You'll lose every single time. So that's number one. Is that good? That's fantastic. We're in the holiday season and uh, there are people that get stressed out because they make it about them. Mm-hmm. How people are going to judge the food that they make. Mm-hmm. How people are going to judge the decorations that they do. Mm-hmm. And they miss the entire opportunity of the festivities and the joy of experiencing the holiday for what it is. So I hope that our listeners will think this year, how do I learn to make this not about me? How do I learn to make it about someone else? And I've never forgotten that time I was in California. There was a woman, probably an aunt, that was sitting at the pool asking a boy, probably 17, about himself and his life. And I remember walking up to her and saying, thank you. I heard the conversation. I watched what you were doing. And I don't know how many others in that boy's life ever cared enough to ask those wonderful questions you were asking and showed care. I think that's an opportunity for all of us. Um, Like, what was your favorite Thanksgiving and why? Or, you know, you have the three kernels of corn on your plate. Before you eat, you get to give three reasons you're grateful in your life. Those kinds of things to make it a positive experience, right? Yes. That's, That's what I want our listeners to think about this holiday season. And no more grumpies about, oh, it's such a stupid Halloween holiday. Why do we do that? Um, yes. I can't believe we're wasting money and food on, and people shouldn't be eating candy anyway. And I, oh my gosh, it, it's just a nightmare to me. I'm like, please just stop making it about you and preaching on your day, on the holiday. Make it about somebody else. Somebody else. Make their joyful. Well, and you know, I always, I always told that to, you know, like anybody I was ever talking to about holidays and why they're so exciting and fun to me. It's like, you know, we have, what, 300 and, you know, 58 or 52 days of just nothing. Right. <laughs> right. right. Routine, Not that you mundane. can't celebrate those days, but <laughs> it's like, come on. I mean, it's a no, reason to do something that's different. That's a great point. To break it up, right? Yeah. To make it a little more festive. Yeah, I think it's a great point. And I would hope that our business leaders are giving people opportunities to really make something of it, to enjoy it. Yes. 
yes. instead of like Scrooge working him to the bone the very last minute, right? Because they owe it to him. I, yes. think, I think it's really cool when people can embrace the opportunity to make it special and a great memory. That's what I think is true. Well, isn't that the whole story of a Christmas Carol? Is it like Scrooge getting him over himself? Like he had to yeah. be, you know, shaken by death, you know, death's cold right. grip. <laughs> right, right, right. And, yeah. and how he would be seen and remembered. And that's yes. exactly right. It's such a great reminder of get over you. It's not about you. It's about others and your joy that you're going to get from that. So be thinking about how you can make somebody else's holiday special. Special. And, um, I, yep. you know, you and I have both heard many, many great stories of people who reached out to others on that day and invited others in and make it very festive and inviting yes. and inclusive yes. as opposed to exclusive, right? Yes. So if you have connections and you have a sense of warmth and, and feeling belonging, it's always very important to think, how can we make that happen for somebody else? I, I'm always intrigued, for example, at this time of year, how many people are hungry. Yeah. And, and we, we who are not hungry, I probably can't even comprehend how painful and frightening that okay. is. So it's a way of just letting somebody know I care about you. Yeah. I appreciate you, right? Yes. Yes. That's and then the time of year it is. That. I want all of our listeners to think about what can I do to make these wonderful holidays festive and exciting. Um, any last thoughts, Kat, about what the holiday should be about? No, I just, I, I, I love it. And I love that, you know, if you do it, if you start doing it at holidays and you start doing it all the time, I mean, that's the way you really should be living all the time. You know, I love you that thinking away to yeah. lift people, right. To have yeah. fun, to enjoy yeah. the moment. Yeah. Yeah. That, we're, we're know, very know, busy in this country. We're very, we, everybody oh, works really hard. So good. <laughs> you know, Europeans are different than us that way. Yes. They are, they are more balanced that way. We're, we're very busy. That's a good yes. point. Yep. Yeah. Racing and rushing, right? Yep. It, I, I think it's a good thing to think about. How can I slow down and make this about somebody else today? Uh, what, what was it that um, John Wooden, the coach mm-hmm. for UCLA, that was so brilliant. He said, yeah. if you haven't done something for someone else who can't pay you back, you haven't had a full day. That's how you have an abundant life. Every day. Do something for someone who can't pay you back. And those of us that have experienced that, someone who's done that for us, we know how powerful it is, how much that means to us. We don't forget it, right? So, Yes. Happy holidays uh, to our wonderful listeners. Happy holiday to you, Kat. You too, Taylor. Um, thank you. I All love right. this time of year. Me I mean, too. I'm married to Mrs. Claus, so it's not, <laughs> it's not hard to enjoy. Um, it, it's just a fun, fun time of year for anybody that wants to make it about somebody other than themselves. And please, listeners, think about how you can enjoy just the moment. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not what you expected it to be, look at it outside of yourself. Learn to be curious, learn to ask questions, and learn to make it about someone other than you. So, happy holidays. Happy we'll holidays. Talk to you next week. Talk Thanks. soon. Love you. Bye for now. Bye. Hey, Color Code family, it's Kathy Larson. I want you to take down a number. I want you to put this in your contact list under the people code. The number is 385-526-2350. Again, 
526-2350. Text the word VIP to that number and you'll get back from us a request for your name and your email. That way we'll be in touch with you on anything that's happening at the People Code, any offerings, exciting things that are coming up, and you can let us know what your needs are by texting us at that number. Look forward to staying connected even more. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.